I know since we've been doing episodes, you had talked about watching yeah. SmackDown. Well, but so I would watch like the like the highlight, the highlight episode. Like it's it's not really a highlight episode. I would just watch all the SmackDown highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I would watch uh, Pat McAfee's um, Mr. Friday Night. Like, he has this blog about, like, going and doing SmackDown. And, like, I really enjoyed those because I enjoy Pat McAfee because I think he's a very funny person. <laughs> like, it's, but, but, like, it's, like, the most sportsy, like, like jockey humor I'm into. Is so it's like Pat if, McAfee. I don't, I'm trying to, th- would it be like if Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's what I would say is, is that like Joe Rogan is very like, like to me, very jockey. And so like, I'm like, I don't fuck with Joe Rogan, but like the fact that like Pat McAfee, who, who used to be a kicker for the NFL <laughs> and hosts a fucking, uh, 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 a, uh, a football podcast essentially a sports podcast throughout the week like i don't give a shit about his podcast but i think he's very funny on smackdown <laughs> is he he's the the announcer yeah he him and michael God. cole i have not watched a second of <laughs> wwe programming in well fuck, did, since the last podcast did like, you did you watch uh SummerSlam? No. Oh, I did. God <laughs> oh my God, like, I did. You're. Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to another episode. Hello. Of nice boys who watch We're, Deathmatch Wrestling and uh, I guess you, fucking SummerSlam. <laughs> fucking <laughs> other dumb shit in wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. You're kind of at a point where watching wrestling is a little more difficult. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's a mental, uh, uh, it's a mental game. I'm playing a mental game at this point. Like that, that being said, so you're like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch GCW, but like, SmackDown's barely wrestling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and sometimes you hit the nail on the head because that's 100% what it is. It's like it's like WWE is barely wrestling to me at this point. It's well, like, to it's, be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, it's sports entertainment. Yeah. So you're not, it is not wrestling. It's wrestling adjacent. Like, <laughs> like it's got similar tropes to the thing that I love, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it is 100% not the same thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's like if Disney fucked wrestling. <laughs> exactly. It's what, it's what, it's what they would, uh, schedule. It's, uh. It's Disney, it's Nickelodeon, it's it's whatever like Cartoon Network's version of like children's shows are because I feel like they get a little out of pocket, but <laughs> I feel like people complain far less about Cartoon Network's programming. <laughs> but I think the reason that they complain <laughs> is because it's adult. It's adult it's adult featured. Like I feel like when it's a kid's show that is literally being viewed by fifty to seventy year olds. <laughs> exactly. That is- Exactly. Well, what I would say is, is that if you think about it, um, when I feel like I started, like, I'm going to use the example of Adult Swim. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Adult Swim. I feel like when I started watching Adult Swim, that shit didn't start till like midnight. And now I feel like Adult Swim comes on at like nine o'clock. <laughs> like they moved up like four hours. And Adult Swim just kind of came out of nowhere. 
That's fair. Do you remember, like, I don't even remember them advertising Adult Swim. Yeah. Like, it just at one point existed. <laughs> yeah, at one point it was just a part of our lives. Yeah, like, a huge <laughs> part of our yeah. lives. Like, like very important. Like, like the shows that it's brought back. Like, it brought back King of the Hill. Like, yeah. you can thank Adult Swim for bringing back King of the Hill for like I think they ran for like one more season, but they brought back King of the Hill. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's but but back to wrestling. Uh, uh, yeah, I I I I struggle with watching some of the some of the more independent stuff. Uh, but I have been watching like you know I've been watching AEW. I've been watching How can AEW. You not like I mean it's the most fun. It's our whole lives. <laughs> We've been waiting for a wrestling show that we like, <laughs> right? Like a large scale production show that. Does it have some issues? Yes. Does it have a thousand issues? Not really. Not really. Like it's people I want to watch wrestle, wrestling. Yes. And getting to be fun on TV. This is all we want. So the way the way I keep thinking about it is is like so. What is your favorite era of PWG? What is your favorite era of Ring of Honor? What is your favorite era? of impact uh we have it all <laughs> we put it all under one roof yeah, even what well i can't say that about wwe because what they got paul white like i mean i know there are other guys from wwe there but like paul white is like to me is a very wwe guy yeah like, i mean even though he started I, I in WCW, WCW, but he's always been more. He's always been like that prototypical WWE guy, like the same way Billy Gunn, prototypical WWE guy. But like, so like, I don't feel like they've got because they can't resurrect Eddie Guerrero. They as can't, much as they've tried. Yeah, as much as they've tried. Um, I don't know how good Sa Rios is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I haven't seen him wrestle recently. Um, <laughs> um, but like, so you can't really bring in like those WWE guys. You can't, you can't unbreak Stone Cold's neck. <laughs> um, but what I can say is, is that like, yeah, it feels like all my favorite parts of Ring of Honor from when, like my favorite era of Ring of Honor, the only thing that's kind of missing is Joe. Um, and it seems like it will be for yeah, the foreseeable future. Yeah, for the foreseeable future. But it's like all my favorite parts of that. It's all my favorite parts of PWG. Like, it, I mean, realistically, who aren't they using that I wish that they were using? And it's hard to like, I can't even really come up with a name of people like that were people back in the day that I felt like deserved a shot. Now they're getting their shot on like TNT weekly. Like it's just fucking amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just really cool to see because I'm getting to see things that I was like, man, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> so I, I did go to all out and I did think it was funny that the, it's so hard to call him Paul White. <laughs> He's a big show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's uh, a big show. It's so funny because it's so many people that were probably chanting, please retire, at the <laughs> big show, got to watch him again at the 
Just one more time. One more time. It's the biggest pay-per-view ever is what yeah, they yeah, said. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 best booked pay-per-view of all time. <laughs> the semi-main event, Paul White. I didn't see what do you think it was I think it's worth talking about if it was the I best have a hard time, time I have a hard time uh saying that it wasn't because they the way the I would have been happy with the way that pay-per-view went if at the end of that pay-per-view Kenny Omega went goodbye and good night and Adam Cole didn't come out and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson I'm so sorry Brian Danielson didn't come out if he had just went goodbye mwah, good night like that's a solid pay-per-view that's already like they've already scored like 90 Three, 94%. The surprise of seeing Suzuki was enough. Right, right. To keep exactly. That, like, yes. Yeah. I was happy there. I was happy with this new character choice that, that Moxley's taking. Uh, you and I talked about it the other night. Uh, Moxley's new character is, I just want to beat up old Japanese wrestlers <laughs> now. That's his whole character now. And you know what? I'm here for it. Cool. Let's go through everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I very much want this. <laughs> um, but we like went through bread man. We went through murder <laughs> grandpa. We <went> right. Through- <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think that the idea, in my opinion, is, is like, that was already 93, 94%. Like, you brought... It was like, you know, like the really smart kid in, in high school that like, like you knew we studied and then like the teacher would offer like that extra credit, like those two extra credit questions and like they knew they fucking aced the test and they'd still do those yeah, two yeah. extra credit questions. That's how AEW, that's how that all out pay-per-view felt was is like they went so above and beyond that I... After Suzuki came out, I was like, there's no fucking way that Brian Danielson is coming out at the end of this thing. There's just no way. So you're saying they were at about an A minus, which is very good. Yeah. And then they had what they had at the end. <laughs> right. And they got about 107. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they went above 100. Like, and at that point, like, you're just bragging. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I did see a buddy of my, my buddy Andrew that listens to the show posted today that he wasn't for sure if it was the best pay-per-view of all time, but it was definitely as good as Dominion 2018, which is one of the best pay-per-views of the last 10 years. Yep. I would, you know what? Yes. I, I would thought agree he was with that like, one. That's, hit that's, the nail on the head. What a, what a succinct way to describe that because that's absolutely correct. Is, is that it was as good as that pay-per-view. Um, like it was just a fun, I mean, it was a fun watch. Like, well, you know what? You were there. I watched it on TV and and sat there and enjoyed it. But I wasn't at what some people are considering the greatest pay-per-view of all time. You were. So what was it like being at the greatest pay-per-view of all time? Some people are saying. I think <laughs> the highlight of being there for me. I know... I don't know if everybody will know this person by name, but if they go back and watch any fucking ICW, GCW, you see this motherfucker everywhere. Mittens. Fucking Mittens. Fucking Mittens. Wrestling fans know Mittens. CM Punk kid. This kid has been dressing like CM Punk. I assume in his everyday life, not just wrestling, (laughs) for the last seven years. And I've seen him at a lot of shows. But I realized when we sat down in our seats, 
he was like four rows ahead of us to the left. So I had a perfect view of mittens. <laughs> and <laughs> I will say, so I introduced, uh, I was with Derek, who yeah. if you listen to Predetermined, my co-host of Predetermined, love you, Derek. Uh, I, we were sitting next to mittens at JCW's Three Cups Stuffed. And I explained the idea of mittens to him and mittens kept pulling out his flags for every wrestler that came out. I will say I w- I told Derek, I'm like, tonight's the night. I'm going to finally shove Nick Gage. I'm going to give him a push. We're going to yell at each other. It's going to be great. Yeah. Right. As I went to do it, mittens stepped in, stole the handshake. Oh, and, oh. and Derek leans over and goes, I'll be honest, man. I don't know if I like mittens. <laughs> And I said, that's fine. You don't have to like Mittens. And then a few seconds later, Mittens did something. <laughs> I don't even remember what he did. Right. Derek goes, I fucking hate Mittens. <laughs> and then it th- <laughs> I don't feel bad saying this. Mittens, yeah, right. Is, right. Mitt- mittens is Mittens. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at, during the show, we look down. CM Punk is wrestling. We look down at Mittens. Just tears going down his face, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Mittens, get it, <laughs> right? Get that, crap. right, right, right." Like, he's getting seven years. He, he's like, fucking <laughs> wanted this for so long. He walked around in his daily life, yes, dresses with CM the fucking Punk. Tape. Yeah, <laughs> like at a certain point, he dropped the edge. He started drinking, so he started putting his own logo. I mean, on the thing. I mean, I'm just saying, man. Like, like seven years of his seven life. Years. But as we're waiting out, the show lets out. We file out. We're hanging out in front like as people we know are coming out and just being excited. I see Mittens walk by, and I just shouted, Mittens! And he, like, turned, and I just said, how was it, bud? And he just came over and, like, high-fived me and was <laughs> just so amped. And he's like, I lost my voice. And then, <laughs> then he went away, and Derek just quietly goes, Mittens is all right. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn right, Mittens is all right. <laughs> hey mittens if you if for some reason you hear this congratulations dude like all of us had lost hope and you didn't lose hope not a day not and- a day did you lose hope and i'm so I, i'm proud to know who you are congratulations dude like as much as that was for cm punk that was also for you <laughs> oh it felt like it was for him yeah. i mean like <laughs> He's not even from Chicago. The motherfucker was more <laughs> right. excited than everybody in that room. Yep. He, I think that Mittens could have given everybody in the arena a run for their money of excitement because of how how long and like how dedicated he was to that. You know? How long do you think he would have gone? If, I, if Punk did not come back. I believe Mittens is uh, like in his early twenties. Yeah. Do you think? Like, that- do we? He hits fifty years old. Do you think he's like? It's time to put the tape away. <laughs> it's not happening. Wait, but I think that what happens eventually is is that people no longer associate the tape with CM Punk. They, and they associate with it becomes a mittens thing, <laughs> which I would have fucking been here for. I would have like they would be like, "Oh, you tape your hands up like mittens." Yeah, yeah. I tape my hands up like mittens. <laughs> I mean, guy has merchandise. Yeah, like there's so many, like I I don't know if you want to call them like famous fans, mm-hmm. but just fans you see in the crowd at every show. Like WWE has had like. The distinct four. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. like Brock Lesnar guy. Oh, he's uh, a. Yeah, he's a. He might be an AEW guy now. 
we he sat across from us at um Art of War Games. And I will say Brock Lesnar guy, not wearing a mask, was not actively drinking or eating, didn't even come in with a mask. So already I'm sitting there like mean mugging Brock Lesnar guy where I'm like, this isn't your scene, man. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Um, Uh, The GCW crowd is a progressive crowd. You can get the fuck out of here, (laughs) Brock Lesnar guy. Uh, but yeah, like so, like what we got? Brock Lesnar guy, green smiley face shirt guy. That yeah, I'm sure if we go watch SmackDown right now as it's airing, it's probably front <laughs> he's row probably center. there. He's probably fucking there. Uh, goth guy with his mom, with mom or mom older or, girlfriend or older girlfriend, <laughs> maybe <laughs> fun aunt. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Do you have any relative that you're like? I'm going to hang out with him every week and travel the country. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, and I don't hate my family by any stretch of the imagination, but there is no family member that I want to hang out with that much. <laughs> I want to continually eat arena tendies. Like what? He, that has Do you remember when he went through that really weird phase where he was wearing sunglasses? Oh yeah. Like, I don't know if he is still now because like, I feel like he's not in the front row as much anymore. Well, and at a certain point, he dropped the goth. Like, he just started wearing, like, nice button-ups. Yeah, yeah he was wearing, like, like button-ups and fucking sunglasses. Which we all evolved, but <laughs> like, he has consistently been a, w- a WWE <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. You're WWE goth. Like, like Brock Lesnar guy is still wearing <laughs> Affliction t-shirts. Like, <laughs> understand and know your lane. <laughs> Such a specific type of goth. <laughs> WWE goth. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? That's like, it. Like you only buy Undertaker t-shirts. Like, <laughs> what, or Bray Wyatt. It has to be a spooky character. <laughs> but what What music does WWE goth listen to? I feel to? Like, like a lot of Five Finger Death Punch, probably. Like, like, some like... See, I was hoping you were going to go like... I don't know. Maybe he's stuck with Power Man Five Thousand. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what? He listens to a lot of Spider. He listens to a lot of Power Man Five K. <laughs> uh, you know what? I take back Five Finger Death Punch. He listens to a lot of Power Man Five K because he's because Spider is related to Rob Zombie. He listens to auxiliary bands. So he was also a big Edema fan oh, because like yeah. that's Corn's little brother. <laughs> 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 they like like he doesn't listen to the main act he listens to the brothers band of the main act and like he hears dig from Mudvayne, and he's just like fuck i wish one of these guys brothers had a band this is good. <laughs> right right exactly um wait so who else is there there's fucking so we got we got fucking wwe goth who turned into like wwe weirdo creep who wears sunglasses inside Holy uh, shit. You know who I saw all weekend? Who? It's still real to me, damn it. Really? He was all ev- over the place? Everywhere. Every oh, GCW. Like- you know what? That, that, you know what? That makes me happy. Because I would have assumed that guy would not be a GCW fan. <laughs> he still, like, he wears his own merch. <laughs> he, has, he was literally wearing a, the sh- oh. It still feels real so to me, So he's damn. essentially wearing a t-shirt with his face on it. No like, face, just the. No, I just know, a, I know. I'm oh, just yeah. saying that, like, essentially, that's what he's doing. Is the wrestlers his, are doing it. Why can't God he? Damn it! I fucking. Ugh. 
Oh my god! <laughs> you you telling me that when you get that shirt in the mail that struggles made, you're not gonna walk around wearing a shirt with your own listen, face on it? Listen, I might wear it to the ring once, but I'm gonna crop top that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just and I'm gonna scare people at the gym. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna scare people at the gym. I'm not gonna scare people in my daily life. <laughs> um, no, I I just like I've never been a big fan of like merch with my face on it. Like like it's just. It feels weird to me because how the fuck do I wear that shit without looking like the fucking biggest goddamn goof in the entire world? <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine being... Ra- okay, not to get off topic, but imagine being Razor Ramon with that all-over print. Do you remember the fucking all-over print Razor Ramon shirt where it's just Razor Ramon all the way down the shirt? Oh, and yes, it says it- Uzi Machismo on the side, and it's just a big old picture of him, and he's going to wear that on himself? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like Inception you. Like, I <laughs> fucking hate that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. So, wait, hold on. We, we got really off there. Um, so, I'm trying to think of the other fucking, uh, the fanboys. Uh, I got one. Go. I got one. Uh, WrestleMania Dallas. I was sitting near Izzy. Oh, yeah? And this was like, I mean, I know she's like probably a teenager now and she's like training to wrestle. I think Tessa Blanchard's training her. Mm, don't Which, love that. that don't fun, love that. That was a fun all-out chant. Did you hear that on TV? No, I didn't. Uh, there was a pretty big, not a pretty, this one was a small chant, but it was, we want Tessa. And then a larger amount of people screaming, no, we don't. <laughs> Good. Thank you. <laughs> but we were next to Izzy when it was, uh, Bailey was still champ. Okay. And I believe she was going up against Asuka. And Asuka beat her for the title. And they left. Oh, they left? Her family left. Like, she was... Inconsolable. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, she was, like, fucking eight years... Like, I mean, ten? <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, like, I understand. I understand, like, that's good heat. Like, like I'm, like, I'm very much for, like... Making an eight-year-old cry because Bailey lost the title, or a ten-year-old crying because Bailey lost the title. But what I will say is, is that like it seems very strange to me that she wasn't sitting down by the ramp. Yeah, some WWE loved that kid. Why did right? Because why it, was she sitting you, in the cheap seats with me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess I assumed that you weren't sitting like, like ringside, ringside. Um, so you weren't sitting ringside, ringside. No, we were, like, near the top. Okay. It was a small arena, but, like, yeah, we were up towards the top. Well, so my thought, yeah, because my, my thought process is is that, like, they would stick her left-hand side right before the ring because they had to have that Bailey-Izzy interaction where she hugs her or gives her one of her fucking snap bracelets or whatever the fuck piece of merch they were pushing for Bailey at the time. But now, like, like, uh, what a fall from grace to like, n- like WWE doesn't even want to recognize you. No, get out of here. We, <laughs> you, you buy tickets like the rest of these motherfuckers. That's, <laughs> that's what I feel like. That's a conversation that they had with their dad or his or their mom. Is is like, you buy fucking tickets. <laughs> yeah. At what at what point did WWE be like? Not cute anymore. There is no <laughs> will call for Izzy. <laughs> oh, that was a match, too, that uh, she didn't just get beat. 
she got <laughs> like, like destroyed. She got <laughs> destroyed. Like it was uh if I recall, she even passed out in the match yeah. from being like And I don't even feel like it was that long of a match either. Like I feel like it was like maybe ten minutes. I that was the year that Sami Zayn and Nakamura had that match so that's that's what i remember from that show. yeah yep yep it's it's okay to forget everything (laughs) else from that show honestly honestly because what like the well that was the same it was samoa joe finn balor yes and but they kept stopping that match because somebody got busted open and it was too much blood and they kept and and people kept chanting let him fight yeah they would what not let fucking, they would not let Joe fight. <laughs> what a boring thing to happen in a main event. Well, I think that the like I remember I do vaguely remember that because I think he got a cut over his eye. It was a lot of and blood. And it was pouring. Like they were having to stop every like 20 seconds and they were putting super glue. I remember seeing on TV they're putting super glue and that blood was like fuck you, I'm still bleeding and would bleed out the fucking super glue. Like, that's wild as fuck. And so they had to stop it, like, three times. And then finally they got the fucking blood under control. But at the same time, it's like, fuck you. Just let him bleed. It's going to be fine. I was sitting here like, how the hell did we get on this old of a takeover? I was like, oh, Izzy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. We know that this, between you and I, this is very free form. We, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> You know how you guys are in the dark about what we're going to talk about? So are we. <laughs> there needs to be the death match equivalent of an Izzy. Like, I, I want a little kid dressed up as MDK that goes to all the shows with oh, the parents. Man, how fucking amazing would it be of, like, like mini MDK? I've seen pictures mini of DK? Gage with, like, uh, oh. <laughs> I've seen pictures of Gage with kids, like, mm-hmm. in his gear. I love it when he's walking out to the crowd to pick up a kid and put him on his shoulders. And then he'll be like, let's fucking go right into that kid's ear. And I'm like, <laughs> you scream fucking into that kid's ear. <laughs> I love you, Nick Gage. <laughs> Gage did make my weekend, though, at Three Cups Stuffed. Okay, let's go. He was, it was, uh, shit, who was in? It was Gage and uh, Second Gear Crew versus Warhorse, Danhausen, and was two WWE legends, Barbarian uh, uh, and, and Warlord. 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 Warlord? Yeah. Uh, right? Am I making that up? Is that wrong? I think you might be right. I know one's Barbarian because I smacked him. <laughs> yeah, so let's tell this story. Go. Nick Gage uh, has two fans like, hold him. And two fans grab him. And then he uh, points at a guy and like, chop him. And he was next to my buddies. And like both of them were shitting their pants, like hoping that Nick Gage didn't ask. They're like, please. My turn. Come on. And he pointed at me, looked me right in the eyes, and said, chop him. I was like, yes, fucking sir. And before I even had time to react, Derek was shoving me towards Nick Gage. <laughs> but did you get to chop him? I got to chop him. Uh, if I could go back in time. I saw the video. It's not bad. It could have been better. Yeah, I mean. It was listen, overhand. The, like, yeah, was, oh, Let me say this. You did an overhand. You got good noise. Did you I get can, a good noise? You can hear the noise off of it. Because... If you watch the person who chopped him right before you didn't get so much like it was there was not no noise. You got better noise than the guy before you. Well, what made me feel like I did a bad job is when I looked up at Barbarian, he had a big smile on his face. He, he loves that. Like he loves it. He loved it. It was the yeah, best. Yeah. It was Because uh, they had a they looked fucking miserable because they came out first. 
Oh, yeah. And when you have Warhorse, Danhausen, Second Gear Crew, and Nick Gage, that's like 15 more minutes of introductions. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you've, got, you've got a solid 20 minutes of just introductions that like, you're going to have to do. Any stretching those two did <laughs> in the back before they came. Shit. I mean, what? They haven't been in a ring in 15 years? Yeah, and, and wait, years. wait. One of them was Mance with Second Gear, right? They they've stopped doing now that uh, Mance and Justice have the belts together. They get one entrance song. Okay, they but, come out to walk. But but that's fine. But my question is: Is did they go through everybody's full entrance? Pretty much because because Mance Warner's entrance is long as fuck. In fact, if we if you just hold for just one minute, I know like like. I know that fucking that Nick Gage's is long. Nick Gage's has always been long because he's got to talk about cell blocks, hate clubs. He's got to talk about it all. He's not. He's not missing. He he's getting all his shit in. And uh, the thing with Mance is, is Mance also gets all his shit in. In fact, I can go through what his is. Is uh, it's uh, King of the Big Dog Style, the Eye Poke God. Mouth of the Mid-South, Medium-Sized Man-Beast, Lariats and Light Beers, Macho Manser, one, weighing in at 187 pounds from Bucksnort, Tennessee, Psycho, Mance Warner. That is just his pin tweet of what his entrance is. That is, that is how you have to <laughs> intro him for a match. So if that's, and like, I don't think that, I don't think that Matt Justice is that long. Like, I think it's just like, my name's Matt Justice. And it's like, this is Matt Justice. This is yeah. fucking Matt Justice. Like, uh, I'm, I like taking chair shots to the head. Like, so <laughs> second gear crew, you know, Dan Housen's is not, not short. I love his new song. I had not the, heard the, his the, new the, the, the tequila. The fake tequila the fake song. Tequila. But Dan Housen. Well, I think that that's, I mean, I would, my assumption would be that's from uh, Ring of Honor. Did they? Okay. I think, I think that that's what he comes out to at Ring of Honor. I know that he still does the spot and they still use the music. So my assumption is, is that's probably what that was born from. But like, I'll also say this, that since I've been laid up with the injury and there's no way that he's ever going to hear this, I my assumption is he's never going to hear this. Um, but like Danhausen's online content is something I've been spending a lot of time watching since I've been laid up. Like, listen, I enjoy watching that man open boxes. I can't get my <laughs> wife to watch wrestling, but over the last three weeks, I can get her to watch Danhausen open mail. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, like, like the way in which he he like just interacts with the people, like. Like, I know that I'm supposed to be, like, big, tough, you know, like, I'm hard way heater. Like, I like I like blood and guts. Listen, I enjoy uh, him opening in some packages. <laughs> Just him, his names for everybody is yep. Undertaker is Kane's brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Chris uh, he, Judas. Yeah, Chris Judas. Uh, Cold Steve. <laughs> Pepsi man. <laughs> Pepsi man. Like he's just nailed all of it. Like I just watched one where he went to the pro wrestling tees store and he was kicked out and he had to sneak back in. So he put on a mask that was his own face 
and like comes in with a hot and ready because he heard Pepsi Man delivered some pizzas to the, <laughs> to the guys in the back. <laughs> I mean, I just like he's it, that is it's all so enjoyable. Like, uh, you and I talked about it on Wednesday, um, because I came over here to watch Dynamite. Um, but we were talking on Wednesday about like how much like as an example how much I've enjoyed Cardona's run at GCW like it's just been fun like it made like I've always felt like GCW was a big company like that's I've always felt that way like I feel like it is on par with Ring of Honor or even like early TNA like when TNA first got started like when you were like oh shit like there might be somebody who could potentially be a contender. Like, they weren't quite a contender yet, but it, they felt big. GCW's always felt big to me. But, like, Cardona, for some reason, like, he made it feel so much bigger. He elevated it. A like, lot. And it, and it didn't raise the price of the pay-per-view at all. Like, Not it, at all. Exactly. And that's, like, elevate, elevate the production, elevate the talent. Keep it at the same price point because that's how you that's how you create new fans. Like I don't need a whole bunch of Cardonas to come in, but adding that one guy and and the just the way he played the character, him coming out over the weekend as a uh, Deathmatch King dressed as like oh. Macho King. Oh my! God. It was he was dressed like the Macho King action figure, which is just the greatest thing in the entire world. Like. I don't give a fuck what you have to say about Matt Cardona. He's fucking intelligent because that was the smartest move he could have made because it made me hate him just a little bit more. <laughs> and what's exciting? So big news. Uh, okay. And I do have a question to ask about this. I may have done bad at the show. I want to see what show etiquette is. Okay. I was sitting next to a guy the entire show and we were like chatting a little bit. Right. And then after the... Was this which show? It, uh, Art of War Games. Okay, gotcha. And it was after the, the cage match, and they were, like, sweeping shit out. Not Actually, they didn't even sweep anything out. They were getting ready for Cardona. And I said to the guy next to me, I'm like, so Mox is showing up, right? And he looked at me and goes, why would Mox be here? And I was like, he's in town. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was like all outs tomorrow <laughs> like, i was like this how gcw's been going like it would make sense if mox shows up tonight and does something and he was like very shocked but did i ruin somebody's surprise should i did i are you not supposed to give spoilers to the people next to you if okay so let okay here's how i would do this is, is i would put myself in that guy's shoes me and you were sitting there. Uh, you turn to me and you go, Mox is in town. I go, yeah, that's true. Like, because, okay, I guess I think of GCW fans as a smart, a smarter crowd. Like, but maybe that's something that we have to kind of come to terms with is that maybe the GCW's, I don't think you did anything wrong. Let's start there. Because if you said that to me, I'd go, oh, fuck, yeah, you're right. Like, duh. It wasn't like in college when I'm sitting in a class getting ready to watch Citizen Kane for the first time. Zach Stebbins sitting next to me leans over right as it's getting ready to start and goes, 
It's his sled. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I fucking love him for that. <laughs> but like, I think that we have to come to that realization. That's fucking, that's very interesting. Because I think we have to come to that realization that like, that like with the popularity of something like a GCW or AEW, that much like WWE has casual fans, GCW, as growth and popularity comes, casuals come along with that. Especially when Saturday night before uh, All Out, it's the only show in town. It's just down the street. And it was the most people is I don't know if they've officially released the numbers. I know before Spring Break 2 was their biggest show they've ever had in New Orleans at the Pontchartrain Center. And this show was fucking packed. That's what I heard. Like was- we we uh we were hanging out with the curtain jerks that have been on that were on predetermined a few times. Um and one of them went outside to have a cigarette. And while he was out there, he was talking to somebody who I guess is like a wrestling reporter. And they're like, oh, yeah, they oversold the capacity by like 400 people. Like this shit could get (laughs) shut down. And while he was out there, they said, if you're not in this room, when the door closes, doesn't matter if you have a ticket, you're not getting back in. Fuck. And so he like hurried back in. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking that's I mean. I mean, so there, there had to have been some. This was their just, first just like, GCW. Exactly. Is is I'm here to see AEW. Oh shit! There's some to them. It's fucked up because to them that's just local wrestling. They don't like. They might have heard of GCW in passing, but like, like to them, GCW is a local promotion. Like, they're just here to watch a local promotion because they're in town for wrestling. And why not go to this other wrestling show if we're already in town? And so, like, there might be guys. Like, I'm not saying that the guy that was sitting next to you that fucking clearly didn't put two and two together. The fact that fucking AEW was the next night and Moxley's currently working with With, GCW. But speaking of which, I have have another question, a follow-up question after that. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, but, uh, but like, there's a possibility that there will be casual GCW fans, which is wild, but even more importantly, there will be casual AEW fans. Isn't that weird to think about that? There is the potential that there are people who, who only watch AEW's all out. Like that's all they watch. Like some rest some, some WWE fans only watch WrestleMania. There will be people who only watch All Out. Good thing is with AEW, four pay-per-views a year. They put a lot into them. Yeah. They're typically uh, pretty solid. Uh, absolutely. Like, but, like, it just that just hit me as we were sitting here talking about it. It was, oh, holy shit. That guy was a casual. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then fucking uh, G-Raver comes out, and I'm like, okay, he's going to be – Mox is going to be one of G-Raver's minions. Right. And as they're coming out, I was like, why, why do you think that? Why? 
Right. He's like, why do you have any reason to believe? And I was like, yes. Story. <laughs> yeah, story. And then and... he's like, do you think one of these are them? And I was like, it's 100% that one right there. And I pointed. The one that is bigger than everyone well, else. <laughs> he goes, why do you think it's that one? I'm like, one, he's wearing wrestling boots. <laughs> I said, two, he's hunched over like Quasimodo and the rest of them are standing up straight. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He's not exactly Barry in the lead on this. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I felt so bad for uh for Derek at these shows. Why? Because Derek, his favorite wrestler since we've been in high school has been Christian. Uh-huh. Christian's fucking main event in an AEW show against Absolutely. Kenny Omega. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. Huge. That's giant. So Derek comes with us to or he doesn't come with it like he wanted to go to the gcw shows but that's not his scene right like that's not like right that's not his he's he's a new dad he doesn't want to get poked in the eye with glass there's a reason why that it was called predetermined and now it's called uh nice boys who Who like death Death match (laughs) we love death match and derek can appreciate death match but it's not necessarily his scene (laughs) he would rather appreciate it from a distance and not be me like being like like, oh we're front row motherfucker we're getting whereas you and i would like if there was a possibility of getting tickets inside a inside the actual ring. Oh, if I could have been in the cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would bought those. I would have fucked about those tickets. <laughs> but yeah, Mox comes out, is facing off with Gage. Derek's losing his fucking mind, like yeah. going crazy. The next day we meet up with him and he's just like, I can't talk. <laughs> I don't have a voice. So the whole time that Christian's in there, I'm just like, I'm sorry, bud. Like <laughs> he wants to cheer for him so bad. <laughs> oh, just, oh. Well, like I told you the other day, hey, Derek, get your ass down to Nashville and we'll get you to some impact tapings and we will watch Christian up close and fucking personal defend that belt. Yeah, we'll hang out there for like seven hours. Yeah, it'll be great. We can set through we can set through the three to six and the seven to (laughs) ten. Like we can do both. (laughs) And they're fun, like because you and I both done them like they're not they're not they're fun tapings. Yeah, they they run really smoothly. It, yeah, like like we we're getting fun matches. Like there's nothing that like there's nothing that I feel like I've gotten that. Ooh, I can't take. I can't say that I haven't gotten anything that I was like fucking excited about because I was very because it wouldn't be that I'm not. I haven't got anything I'm not excited about. It's just that there was. I did get a match that I was very excited about. I got the. Chris Saban, Josh Alexander match. Mm. And that match was fucking amazing. <laughs> and that was a really fun match. And then I got a, uh, I got Tommy Dreamer versus Ace Austin. That was the other one that I got when I went with Josh. I went with Headley. Okay, for the uh, second for round. The second, of- for the second round. And I'm going to go to this, uh, the, the next set too. So. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm okay. going to go to this next set too. So, But anyway, not to, not to go off on a tangent, but Derek, just... No, now's a good time to be going to Impact. Yeah, yeah. Derek, come down for the... Seriously. Like, if you get if you get an opportunity to come down, come down. We've got you. We've got you handled. Um, uh, come down for the Impact tapings. They're very fun. They're next weekend. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're next weekend. Oh, shit. They're next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, we'll I feel like... We'll plan it sh- out for next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I should have probably told you before right now <laughs> but yeah it was it was a good weekend of i mean yeah first ever war games death match yeah. like what okay so so what was your biggest takeaway from everything that you experienced this weekend 
mean, it, it was just solid wrestling all around. Yeah. Like, I didn't see anything that sucked. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's such an awesome thing to hear. Like, I mean, because AEW, of course, we know. Like, we, we've already talked about that there's a possibility of it being the best pay-per-view of all time. Uh, there was a possibility of the punk match not being good. We don't. We didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Um, but like, like, Black Label Pro brought it. The 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 three cup stuffed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is, I, is is it the least strong show? Yeah. Well, I didn't. The only show I missed that weekend. Was I didn't go to a, I didn't one. go to AAW in the city right, right right and I didn't go to the the Tom Lawler Black I Label was, Pro Show yeah. which they did a thing that I found out later I very much appreciated what's that they had a table of free deodorant oh yeah <laughs> I fucking love that <laughs> like they're just like we know our audience like <laughs> and we know you fucking forgot <laughs> and that's fine. Just take one. <laughs> I will say this weekend may have been the least smelly, like, <laughs> wrestle weekend I've been a part really? of. Really? I didn't consciously think, like, walk into a building and be like, this place smells like shit. <laughs> uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the highest attended one they'd ever had. Fuck yeah. A lot of people there. The hot crowd, great matches. And to see those good matches at fucking 11 in the morning. Yeah. Like the show opened with Edith Surreal. I wanted to see her. I mean, been watching her all fucking right. year. Yeah, you know, through the pandemic through and the, like like the camp the camp leapfrog stuff yeah. and yeah. And then like because Edith used to be still life. Yes, uh, great name. Still yeah, life. I with still love uh, yes, pears and apricots. Um. Um. But uh, I don't remember if it was Edith or still life. I can't remember which name they were going by. Um. Uh, but it was them and Effie, and that was like for Camp Love Frog. Which I watched was like that the one. February. Yeah. I think it was like a, the, their their Valentine show. Um, th- that's one of my favorite matches of the year because it, it just it showed how good both of those two are, and just one of my favorite matches. Like if if like in like when we do our like uh, potentially when we do our twenty twenty one year in review or whatever that match will come up again because I fucking love that match. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've just, they've had such a, a killer year. Yep. Were they in the top 500? Yes. Good. Uh, I can't remember what I want to say. 170 something top 200. Um, uh, top. Yeah. I will. I want to say top 200. Uh, well-earned. Very well earned. Uh, let me uh, actually. Um, I'm listen, guys. This is this is a podcast, and you got to give me a second to get through my um, uh, my twitters because I follow several people, and I just got to get to wherever because I know that they posted about it. Uh, one ninety two. Great, uh, great, absolutely. Uh, would even say would even argue higher. Should go higher. Um, let's see. Another highlight of that. I'd wanted to see Billy Dixon for a yeah, while. Yep. I'd never seen straight Billy. Bill. Straight Old Bill. Straight Bill. Best game. And he, <laughs> he had his personal straight ring announcer. So they brought MLJ out to introduce straight Bill. Hell yeah. Uh, it was MV Young and straight Bill versus second gear crew. And 
one of my favorite spots of the weekend is Mance and Justice pancaked his head between steel chairs. Medics come carry him away. MV Young's getting the shit beat out of him. He comes back out and he's no longer straight, Bill. <laughs> I, if, I don't know if he actually said this or if in my heart he said this, but I, rem, I feel like he said I'm gay again. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I love it. I love wrestling. It was just, yeah, it was overall just a, a great, great weekend of shit. Um, I mean, honestly, mental health wise, I needed that shit. Yeah. I needed a wrestle weekend. Like I needed to scream my full head off and just, <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite match of the entire weekend? Uh, but you know what? Let's exclude AEW because th- there's, there's strength in every single one of those matches. Let's just go with the independent side of things. What was your favorite match? Like one that keeps coming back to me. I've only, I only watched it live. I haven't gotten to rewatch it. But it hit me just right in the at the time. Three cups stuffed. Effie versus Jake something was really good. Yeah, I really liked that match a lot. Uh, fucking Hoovy broke his foot in front of us. Oh, really? He landed. Oh, it nasty crack sound when he landed on the floor in front of us. Speaking of, I'm sorry, Hoovy. I'm sorry, Hoovy, and I don't mean to bury what you, what you but bury Hoovy. <laughs> but I think that you need to tell the story about Nicholas Gage. And uh, during the Danhausen tag match, we, <laughs> we were lucky enough to be front row for two Nick Gage matches this weekend. Both were, I guess, kind of goofy on the goofier side. Fuck yeah. But the one was I, I feel bad. I don't remember. It was supposed to be Frank the Clown and Robert Anthony. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to be Nick with Kylie Ray. Kylie right. dropped off, which I also saw she just had to give up the freelance title. I mean, yeah, we're not gonna be there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyway, let's move past that. <laughs> he gets teamed up with Danhausen, M uh, M D Danhausen. I fucking love it. And they were right in front of us. Uh, the match starts with Danhausen while he's in the ring with Frank the Clown or whoever. Goddamn. Nick Gage sees the little jar of teeth in the bottom corner, picks it up, turns to us, and just goes the fuck are these like doesn't <laughs> shout it to the crowd like just delivers work into work into exactly you it, yeah work into like the four fucking people that were directly in front of him and we just said teeth right? and he's just like what the fuck and he just sits him back down it goes back to watching then, it goes back to being a good tag partner <laughs> then later that night he ends up eating those teeth Oh, no, did he? Dan, yeah, the next uh, it Three Cups stuffed, he had to oh, fight Danhausen. No. Oh, yeah, because it was him and... Uh, him and Warhorse and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Why can't I remember the their tag name? The, the WWE the, guys. The, 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 this is, I'm gonna, it's like, not people the Barbarians. It's, because um, one's Barbarian. I'm pretty sure one's Warlord. Yeah, it, what, the, what were they called? They got the fucking makeup. I feel like anyone listening right now is like, it's this guy doesn't demolition. know. It's not Demolition. It's, um... Shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And they're listening and they're sad. And yeah. I mean, listeners hey, are being like, really you, sorry, you guys. Bones don't know anything but, about wrestling. But also, listen, like, we're into deathmatch. <laughs> like, <laughs> we remember Nick Gage. Yeah. And we remember Second Gear. <laughs> as far as if we have to talk about a little bit of deathmatch, I really only saw a couple this weekend. 
Jimmy Lloyd and G Raver. Yeah. They had their the end match. The end. And Jimmy Lloyd set his ass on fire. Yes, he certainly did. He certainly did too. He, I got some video that, of that. Like he's got the that, flames. That that three count was underneath the fog of extinguisher. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the next night uh for Art of War games, Jimmy Lloyd wasn't part of it. He was just in the building. And he was walking by and we saw a girl like bump into him a little bit and the the look of pain on his face. <laughs> <laughs> from like a from like a maybe a little too burn ass. Yeah, a little <laughs> <laughs> A little unscripted burn ass. <laughs> uh, it happens. It ha- hey, Jimmy, it happens. <laughs> and then, of course, the War Games match, which I need to rewatch it, honestly, right. because there was just so much. As two rings side by side, we were in, in front of one of the rings. Like There was a lot going on. RSP's last death match. RSP's last. Yeah, got thrown off the scaffolding through a bunch of glass. Which was and- a wild spot. Like I it, went back and rewatched that spot a couple times, and like the like the the visual of like the hard cam, like because I've watched like the hard cam footage of it, and it is it is you know fixated, and you just see him leave, and he disappears completely, and the only thing you see is just glass, and like just just shit fly up in the air, and the sound of like. A very hefty bump. (laughs) I mean, if you're going out on your last death match, it'd just as well be fucking war games. Yeah, you goddamn right. I mean, because first time ever. Yeah. First time ever. And I was, I know we just talked about how in our minds, GCW is a big company. Like to me, they hang with everybody. Yep. Like they put a show out. I, here's my $14 or whatever, you know, like take it. Yep. Uh, I was a little concerned with how they were going to set up a cage in that room. Yeah. I've never seen them put on something of that quality before, you right. know, like where right. I knew it wasn't going to be like a big WWE steel cage covering the whole thing. Like, what was this thing going to look like? I feel like they kind of fucking nailed it, though. They did a great like, job. Because I even like the fact that they put the scaffoldings on the other side, like on the sides of it. Like, because if you're going to create a deathmatch war games match, like, fuck it. Let's put fuckery around. And, like, those scaffoldings were really fun. Like, I really enjoyed that because, honestly, like, there was a lot of work up on top of those scaffoldings. And it didn't suffer from the same way that I feel like other War Games matches suffer where um, you've got very minimum amount of room to work on. Whereas, like, now we've got these scaffoldings where you – it reminded me – okay, so do you remember in NXT – I, I don't know if you do. Uh the um it was Champa and Thatcher. And they were in that weird cage with that fucking that like walkway up top. I don't think I remember this. Okay, so that's what it reminded me of is there's now room to work on the top of the fucking cage, which is the time that the audience is gonna be able to see the most. Like your 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 vision is not impeded at all. So I love the idea of the scaffolds above it. I love the idea that there's now like I can I I, I just thought it was such a fucking smart choice, like just from like a like a look perspective. Um but yeah, the first fucking deathmatch war games. And I hope they make it like a thing. I mean if that it, it, I was gonna say annual, but 
when they had, I mean, this was a two year storyline in an indie promotion. Yep. That actually got a huge fucking payoff. Yep. And, and what, like, where does 440 go now? I mean, at the end of that match, Atticus seemed pissed at RSP and left before everybody else. Yep. I could, I mean, honestly, I could see Atticus taken. I mean, I mean, arguments could be made that Atticus is his own man now. Better than RSP. He's had a good year. He's had a great year. Um, he, I mean, like I'll use, I'll use, like, I know that not all wrestling is connected storyline wise, but I'll use ICW as my example. Uh, Atticus was the one that gave Reed Bentley his first defeat at ICW. Really? Yeah. Atticus has had a banner year. Like. If if 2021, in my opinion, 2021 has two breakout stars. If if the year ended tomorrow and we had to go, who were the breakout stars of 2021 um, from the independent scene? The two people I would say are Atticus Kogar and uh, Daniel Garcia. It would be very hard to argue against Daniel Garcia. <laughs> right, because think about the year that guy has had. Um, like I was, I, I like, I knew a rudimentary knowledge of Daniel Garcia, um, early on in the year because of like the stuff he had done with ICW. Like I remember like one of the things that sticks out strong is, uh, his match with, uh, Shane Mercer where he just got tossed the fuck around. Um, but that, but like. That is my rudimentary knowledge beginning. That's not that's not the entire rest of the year that fucking guy has had. Like, he's been everywhere and worked his ass off everywhere. He's he was the, the first, first guy first who touched the... CM Punk. Like, what? Like, he's the first person to touch CM Punk in seven years. If you were going to guess who, <laughs> yeah, who on that roster... Wait, and it, I don't think he's even signed, right? Like yeah, he's, he's still not, just he's there. on a he's on a per per uh per appearance deal. He's still on a per appearance deal. Oh, speaking of which, hey, uh shout out Lee Moriarty, by the way. Holy shit. Got signed to AEW. He is one of the guys that for the last year he's or, another or guy. longer that we've just been saying, like, why isn't this dude signed? Yep, and now he is. Um. Yeah. Shout out Lee Moriarty. Very happy for that dude. Um. Put in the work. Put in all the work. Um. But yeah, that's it's very interesting to see. Uh, like where Daniel Garcia started this year versus where Daniel Garcia ended this year. Because y- not not I believed in his talent. I never did not believe in his talent. But, like, just to see him get the opportunities, like, he's got Minoru Suzuki coming up. Like, Where's he doing that at? I can't remember. I want to say Limitless, but I don't think that's right. Um, I know he's got it. I know he's got it. I can't remember somewhere. It, look, at, just go to Daniel Garcia's Twitter page. He, like, it shows where he's wrestling uh, uh, 
It'll be one to tune into IWTV. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be an IWTV match. Um, but like he's got that. Like he's. I mean, there's no signs of him slowing down at AEW. I mean, especially like, when they, you have Danielson saying, "I want him." Yep, he's my son. Yep, and that's like it's just that's that's the year that dude has had. Um, it's 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 just interesting, and so like not to. Not to go okay, so I guess that I guess that I think of Garcia's having the best year. Like as we're sitting here talking about, I guess I kind of see Garcia's having the best year, but it's hard to not argue that Atticus hasn't been nipping at his heels all year long. Um, I mean, he's had non-death matches as well. Like, he's yeah. he's very very good. He's like very good. I don't know why this always comes to mind for me, but there's something about him that I I could just see him being like the next next Seth Rollins, yep. somebody like that. Yep. Like he gives off. There's a that. genuineness to Atticus Kogar. There's a genuineness to how he wrestles. There's a genuineness to how the character is portrayed. Of like. It would be very easy because Atticus is a, a handsome dude. Um, he's got good in-ring gear. Like, for all intents and purposes, like, he should be, like, a well-liked heel. But he goes that extra mile to get you to say, fuck Atticus Kogar. Like, he doesn't try to be cool. And that's what I love about Atticus is, is he doesn't try to be cool. He leans into the fucking Ohio shit. He fuck you. I'm oh I'm from Ohio. Like it's it's fucking perfect. I I'm so like that dude has had a great year. I I can't wait to see more of him. And I kind of hope that he does kind of take the the mantle of four four zero because again we're we're sitting here talking about people in four four zero. Eric Ryan's still in four four zero. And I love Eric Ryan. He's been everywhere this year. I hate 440. I hate 440. I want to fight every single one of those motherfuckers. But you can't argue that they haven't had a great year. You can't. Like, Eric Ryan's been everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I, I fucking... Eddie Only's back. Eddie Only's back, and he came back dressed as Sandman. So, like, <laughs> how can I be mad at a guy who dressed like Sandman for his return? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, so, yeah, the first ever War Games deathmatch. AJ was in there. It just, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in there. And we see all his hand. Yeah. Gross. It gross. It gross as Hate fuck. that. <laughs> Hate that. Still did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the idea of where GCW goes from here. It seems limitless. Like, yeah. I don't want, I mean, right. their next pay-per-view, I mean, maybe not the next, but October 9th, we get Mox versus Nick Gage in Atlantic City. Yep. They didn't, I thought this was, they aren't making us wait anymore. There's like, yep. it's happening. Yep. And see, like you and I talked about it, and I assumed that they were going to stretch this out till spring break. Spring break. That's and they didn't. And now Mox has got the title. You know, like, hold on. Mox came out. This is how big GCW is at this point. 
Mox came out on the AEW pay-per-view to wrestle Kojima in a GCW hoodie. Like, that motherfucker is willing to wear GCW colors on his back, literally. That's how big GCW is now. There was a full-on GCW chant at the Now Arena. That, I mean, uh, how much better can it get? Like, like we, we said, I think in the first episode, you and I, when we first started this, I think we said in the first episode that, that Deathmatch is more mainstream than it's ever been. Um, and I didn't, I honestly, like, like there have been benchmarks, like the fact that there was a death match on TNT, like, like there have been benchmarks this year alone that makes what we said in the first pay-per-view null and void, like things <laughs> yeah. that are bigger than what I thought that it was going to be. I mean. The guy who was voted the number one wrestler in the world last year is fighting Nick fucking Gage. Yep. At the showboat. Yep. Exactly. Like, like, there, I, I kept thinking like, well, there's no way it can go more up than this. And it just keeps going more up. So I think that as a deathmatch fan, like, it doesn't feel like, and the thing is, is that at no point has it felt watered down. Like, it doesn't feel watered down. Like, it feels like we're getting the same quality throughout. And like you said, there wasn't a crazy amount of death matches on the GCW or the two cups or three cups stuffed or any yeah, each of Each show it. had one death yeah, match. Yeah, it at least had one. But, but the, do you feel like from popularity that death match is suffering? Not at all exactly but at the same time we've talked about this too like gcw has gone from like a full-on deathmatch company to a company that uses deathmatch as like the cherry on top of a great exactly, show exactly exactly like they they've they've extended they've extended and changed their business model to not just be deathmatch like because as much as i love like a straight up straight up and down deathmatch show like I'm very much a part of when I'm wrestling, I'm very much a part of just straight up and down death matches, like doing a no piece show. That's going to be traditionally, it's going to be four to six death matches like in a row. I don't, I still don't think that cheapens it, especially if you're, if you're coming out the gate saying, Hey, this is a no ring death match show. Well, especially too, when a company like no piece has so many people that are deathmatch wrestlers that I want to see. I don't, I want them to be able to work. I want to be able to see them. Like, right. I have been since the Indianapolis weekend. I want to see Sawyer wreck more times. Exactly. Like she's somebody that I have like continually thought about, like I would love to go see her live again. Absolutely. You know, and I want to see her break tubes. I want to see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see her wreck shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. So, so like, that's what I would say is, is that I think that the fear of, of deathmatch getting more mainstream, I think the fear, at least for me, was always like the more mainstream deathmatch becomes, the more watered down it becomes. And what I'm finding is, is the exact opposite is, is the cream is rising to the fucking top. Like, like you can tell this is 
very inside baseball, and I will I will admit that this is very inside baseball. But you can tell motherfuckers who actually love this shit when they're doing it, and you can tell people who don't actually love this, like and who are just, just trying doing, to get it on the resume, to get clout, and and that's like from a from a deathmatch like. I, I even have a hard time calling myself a deathmatch wrestler because it's not like I've got 50 under my belt. It's okay. Jericho calls himself a deathmatch right, wrestler fair. now, and you've and got so more than Cardona, that. And Cardona calls himself the de- called himself the deathmatch king with one. But what I would say is, is that with a few under my belt, like I can sit here and say that it's frustrating. Sometimes it get like it can be frustrating on the end of doing it for clout versus doing it for the art of it. And I don't think deathmatch is for everybody. I think there are certain people who should stay away from it because of how they're going to react to a being smashed through a glass pane. Like, you know the story. I've told you the story. AJ, I'm scared. Like, when I went through that glass pane, I was scared. I was legitimately scared because I just didn't know. Like, I, I'd never experienced it before, but I did that, and then I've had a few more after that. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, it's not like there is the fear in a bad way. It's the fear in the good way. The, the ooh, what, what do I get to experience this time? <laughs> did uh, you hear Cardona talking to Jericho about Deathmatch? I didn't. It was a fun interview. It seemed like the only thing that it's, well, I guess for both of those guys, them discussing what it was like to be in a ring, to be what it was like in a ring with Nick Gage and saying like, oh, it went way further than we talked about beforehand. (laughs) 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 But uh, Cardona saying, he's like, everything was, you know, worse than I thought it was going to be. But he said, the one thing that when I got near it and I realized he was going to put me through it, I ran away (laughs) was uh, there was, I hate that. I know the name of this fucking thing. Now the Detolf. Yeah. yeah, The fucking figure case on the end. He said, I've put those together. He's like, I know how thick that glass is. He's like, I didn't want any part of that. Like, (laughs) I fucking love it. Like, it's just like, but like, even, but I would say this, like, I haven't listened to those two talk about it, but I bet that they speak with reverence. I bet they speak with like, yeah, I'm scared of that stuff. And like, I don't want to do it again, but they understand like there is an inherent danger to it. And, and even if they're like, oh, I never want to do it again. You can't sit here and tell me that fucking Chris Jericho and Cardona didn't have fun doing it well especially because with cardona like i assumed he was done i figured this was his gcw like couple shows he's gone yeah he's signed on for the new york show oh really uh we don't know what he's doing it said he's coming to speak but i'm i'm fine with him sticking around i kind of i think he's a welcome addition uh, somebody said something uh somebody made a tweet i don't remember who it was uh, so I, I'm sorry, I can't give you credit, but um, somebody said RSP crawled so that Matt Cardona could walk <laughs> because that is 100% true with GCW is, is that if, if we didn't have the, the last year and a half of RSP, we wouldn't have Cardona right now. And Cardona has made it like Cardona, 
Cardona, Nick Gage's name is in more people's mouths now, strictly based off the fact that Matt Cardona wrestled him. And and looking at the comment section of, I, I maybe never look at the comment section of anything. Yeah. But <laughs> looking at the comment section after Cardona and after Jericho and people being like, "This was bullshit." This was too dangerous. Like, why would they put him in there with this guy could have hurt them? Like this it's just like motherfuckers, you guys are getting worked so good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yep, because because like this guy should be in jail. Like yeah, this is yeah, like exactly. like people legitimately saying, I bet Nick Gage was just loving it. Yep. And the other part of that is is that like is that like the rest of us who like if I had the ability to do that every weekend. That's what I would do every weekend. Like, if if I had that ability, I would. Um, um, but the fact that the that like there are people who are like almost appalled, like they're appalled because they never expected to see one of their heroes go through something like that. It's just the it's the icing on the cake. It's because, like, agreed. Like, like you just said. Like, of course. They had agreed to different things before they got in the ring with Nick Gage. But it's been well documented that once Nick Gage is in there, everything that you called is out the fucking window. Everything that you would agree to, he's going to take it one step farther. Because if he can get you to agree to one thing, then what are you going to do when you're in the moment? Like, I, I, I I can't hate on Nick Gage for doing that. Um, I think Moxley has given him a little bit more legitimacy too, uh, in the dark side of the ring talking about like, I thought he cut my fucking tongue out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. Like Arquette helped with it, with being like, Oh fuck. Like, like I really like Arquette saying, saying once I was in there, I realized I was in over my head. (laughs) And he did that to a man who bought him a steak dinner before the match. Goddamn right. But yeah, it's just like, it's so interesting how, because that wasn't even a year ago. Like when, when we said that the deathmatch is the most mainstream that it's ever been, that wasn't even a year ago. That was like four months ago. May, yeah. Like before Mania, right before Mania, I think is when we, we said that. Um, and now, I don't think we really knew the limits that yep, it could get. And I, it, what I'm saying is, I don't think there are. I think there is a, I don't know that you could put a full-blown top-to-bottom deathmatch show on cable TV. But it is absolutely proven that you can put on a, sh- a wrestling show with one deathmatch. We've seen it. So where do we go now? Like, where do we go now? Like, we've reached the fucking, we've reached the, the fucking pinnacle. Like, it was broadcast on live television and then the fucking pizza cutter man i'm still gonna be very upset about the fact that Domino's didn't lean into that i'll always be upset about they didn't lean into the fucking pizza cutter spot and then it went straight to one of their fucking their ads like come on Domino's, all you had to do was get nick gage for one commercial and you could have made money <laughs> at least broadcast the commercial just on AEW. You know, exactly. it doesn't have to be a nationwide. You know what? Yes, it does. Give Nick Gage a <laughs> national TV commercial because I don't want him to have to worry about money ever, ever again. again. 
make him the new like fast talking guy from the FedEx commercials. Make him the new, you know, the fucking make micro him the new where, guy. Yeah, make him the new where's the beef lady. <laughs> where's the fucking beef? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but it sounds like you had a good weekend. It was it was a very nice wrestle weekend. It I'm was very happy for ready for the for the next one. I hope I hope you can any, join any me other, for the next. Oh one. yeah, one hundred percent. Like my my hope is is that uh, I could be out of this damn brace before I go to my my next like long wrestle weekend. Just because you know shit gets uncomfortable after a while. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, any other thing you want to touch on from the weekend? Uh, I. <laughs> I feel bad if I don't mention his name at least once. Okay. Got to see my guy, Craig Mitchell. Hell yeah. Got to see him wrestle Shane Mercer. fucking bully. That fucking piece of shit, Craig. (laughs) No, I love Craig. Um, It was just, it was fun getting to see him again. Like, we talked about him a lot from Southern Underground Pro on the other show, and it was just, I'll always pop for Craig. Yeah, you and I have talked about, like, I I think I've told you my favorite sub spot of all time is uh craig putting alex zane into a fucking trash can <laughs> like it's my favorite spot of, of of the basement east it's my favorite spot um because it was just so well done and the fact that like he put him in the trash can and then immediately just mean mugged everyone in the crowd like it was so perfect it was so fucking perfect it was just it was so weird um well the the freelance show that he wrestled on i was I was expecting like a pretty big crowd, yeah. But it was at the same time as Rampage, oh yeah. So it yep, was yep, probably yep. the it was the lightest. Crowd it was the lightest the crowd of the weekend for sure. But great show, um, yeah, yeah. Watch wrestling. Sup tickets are on sale. Get some, get some yeah. fucking stuff in your life. October twenty fourth, baby. Hey, uh, they've announced one match from it. I saw it, and it's a yeah. banger. Yeah, Makabe versus fucking Radrick. That's gonna yeah. be fun. Uh, but yeah. Uh yeah, get, go to SUP. If you are in the Nashville area and you haven't been to a SUP show, like number one, what the fuck are you doing? How are you listening to this show and not going to a SUP taping? Come, <laughs> come drink with us. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Like it's like SUP Sundays are just you know they're just a different experience than you're gonna have at any other wrestling show. I feel like. I'm not sitting here saying that it's like different than you know whatever your local promotion is. I'm sure that people who are free freelance regulars or black label pro regulars feel the same way, but SUP is just our version of that and it's so much fun. I <laughs> never mind. I don't maybe I will. Yeah. Uh the first SUP show I went to was while we were doing predetermined and I did bust Sup's balls a little bit. What is it? Uh, me. I mean, I just like a couple things, but one of them, a hundred percent, I busted balls over that ended up being huge later. Danhausen was the shits. <laughs> that guy, I was not into Danhausen originally. Donovan, old Donovan, old Donovan Danhausen. <laughs> like, who knew that? Like, he was going to become be the, the guy he, he is was, now. He was going to be the fucking man later, but just him. I'll never forget. <laughs> he was trying to do this like Nightmare on Elm Street spot, like sliding out of the curtain, like wrapped up in plastic. Yeah. And it just. It didn't work. It didn't, it work. didn't work. He needed some special effects that he didn't have. And uh, <laughs> like, here's what I'll say is, is that is, is that the face paint worked. Uh, the nail on the teeth was good. Yeah. The, yeah. That was good. 
It was the entrance that didn't work. But, <laughs> but the entrance, unfortunately, is what happened first. Yep. And <laughs> yep. And that, like, is I couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. And fuck, like, <laughs> I because I had also that was my very first like true indie wrestling show. Right. Like, I got very spoiled with indie wrestling, like by PWG being right. my first like. In That's quotes, indie, indie, indie wrestling. My yeah. introduction to indie wrestling. Which was I like, would even say that it's like a shelf above indie wrestling. Uh, because essentially yeah. what it was, like, especially the time that you were going, it was guys who hadn't quite made it to WWE yet. You know? It was, I mean, yeah. Like, f- like, like guys who were getting ready to be signed. First show I saw opening match was Ciampa versus Gargano. Right, exactly. And then in the parking lot, I saw William Regal talking to both of them, and then I didn't see him again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah. So, like, PWG, when, during that time, what, what it would have been, like, what, 2000? It been, like, 16-ish. Yeah, 16, like, like late 16, early 17, somewhere in Somewhere there. in there. Um, like... Yeah, that was just guys who were going to be at NXT. Dudes who were, like, on their way to being gods. Yeah, exactly. Or they were either going to be at NXT or they were going to be at New Japan or they were going to be at AEW. Like, that entire fucking roster. Like, if I pulled up the card of who was at my first show, every single person is signed now. To a major company. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I it took me, like, I, I was probably a little bit of a piece of shit for, like, Having like I had been spoiled. I mean that's okay, but well I'll say this I will say this that that sup as as sup has grown, sup kind of feels like that at sometimes, like like we used to see Alex Zane, yeah we used to see Kurt Stallion Matt Justice Matt Justice like like we've seen all those guys who ended up getting signed like at sup. And so, like, MJF, Allie. Joey Janela, you know, like, it's it's very much, like, SUP has always kind of felt like the PWG of the South, in my, in my opinion. I don't think that, I don't know that everybody would think that, but I would say that at a time, that's how that felt, is it felt like Marco was there. You know, it just, like, for a time, that's how that felt. Who did Marco beat for the title? Did he beat Brett? He beat, no, he beat, was it, did he beat Dom? Did Dom have the title? Dom had the bone storm. I feel like in my mind, the majority of the time I was going I think, to shows, it was uh, Yeah, Brett. because I believe, because I think the first person to hold that belt was Kurt. And then, shit, was it Kurt? It was either Kurt or AJ. I can't remember who held the title first. One of those two held the title first, and then uh, Dom got it, and then Marco got it, and then Brett had it, and then AC, AC got Matt, it, yeah. and then it went, and then AC got beat by AJ. So, and that was at the collective in Indy, in Indy, yeah, in October, the the the, the collective twenty twenty in October. Fuck, um, it'll just. Honestly, it'll be nice to have wrestling that I can it'll drive to in my home, in the town I live yep. in again. It'll be nice for that. Um, uh, let me let me do a little plug ski here. The night before that sub show, um, TWE's running a show in Chattanooga. 
Um, I no matches. I, the only match that I know that's been announced is Ison versus Akira. Oh hell yeah! And so has that happened before? Is this a first uh, time? This will be uh, this will be a firsty. Um, so I think that's this. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. That's in that's in September. That's their their show coming up. Uh, it's gonna be Ison versus Akira. So still good doesn't still, matter. Uh, yeah yeah still really uh like i don't i don't it's never happened before this is the first time that they've actually face to face um which will be interesting uh two kobk guys going up against each other like um, that um but be a handshake it, beforehand hopefully probably a handshake uh but the thing that with kobk is is like we hit our brothers harder than we hit anybody else. So, <laughs> and goddamn, if those aren't the more most fun matches to watch. <laughs> yep. Um, so, I mean, we can expect those two to just beat the absolute shit out of each other. Let me uh, touch on something uh, that is kind of uh, connected to that uh, about like local wrestling. Um, so, Resolute Wrestling ran a benefit show for me, and I just want to shout out Resolute Wrestling for doing that um we kind of uh me and mose kind of got to put a card together with the help of brett and caleb who runs resolute um but i just want to say thank you to those guys uh we had a really good time it was nice to get to step foot in a ring again um in front of a crowd i got to i got to talk to them uh, you got a good pop too uh they uh they they were excited to see me uh because the last time they saw me i was being essentially dragged out of their ring so because my legs weren't working quite right <laughs> um but uh it they i got to do i got to do that um with them uh it was it was a good time we had a good time uh Got to raise a bit of money for me, help with medical bills. Uh, got to see like a very fun match between uh, um, some people that are very important to me. Um, I got uh, Jaden Newman and Vinny Pacifico. This is the main was Jaden Newman, Jay, uh, Vinny Pacifico versus uh, Brett Eisen and Kerry Offal uh, as a tag. So it was very interesting to get to see like what could be said are my two biggest mentors in wrestling as a tag team versus uh you know two guys i respect immensely in this business uh so that was a really cool match i got to see um with a w for uh brett and carrie with a spiked street justice oh fuck <laughs> uh off the top rope spiked so street justice carrie jumps off the top rope spikes Jaden on the street justice one two three uh but really fun match got to got to have a good time we got to go out interact with the fans um made me recognize why i was in the situation in the first place you know what i'm saying yeah like uh uh you know i'm i'm hurt right now and it sucks and i just want to be back wrestling and all of those things but just to get to step out there in front of that crowd meant the world to me and i would like to thank caleb uh and mose and brett like because they were the ones that put that together and it was just a good time uh but if like let me just plug their let me plug their uh socials real quick uh the you can follow them on twitter at resolute r e s o l 
Let me start that over. At Resolute Wrestling. Uh, R-E-S-O-L-U-T-E underscore R or underscore W-R-S-T-L-N. Uh, Resolute Wrestling. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Um, give them a follow. They have like wild matches. Like tonight, they have Brett Eisen versus Adam Priest. Oh, shit. That's just happening tonight. Uh, AEW Dark Superstar, yeah. Adam Priest. Uh, last week they had... Um, last week they had... I can't remember the match because they had like a Saturday show. And it was uh, Caleb and I believe Cage versed, uh, versus Rhino. And I can't remember the other guy. Rhino? Was, yeah, yeah. Rhino was there. Um, and I can't remember who Rhino's tag partner was at the time right now, but, um, oh, Biff. Uh, so like they just have the, like, like they'll have wild matchups. Uh, Alex Zane has spent a lot of time there, like has wrestled a lot there. Um, so it's just like, it's a very local promotion and they use a lot of the local guys, but, but the, but the quality of show that they put on is fantastic. And, and that's all on IWTV as well. No. No, it is not on. I got to go see it live. You got to go see it live. Uh, this, it's a very live, like, I think that they, they have a YouTube presence. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's very much a go see it live kind of show. Like as most wrestling should, I would say, I would say like how I feel like how kind of like how PWG kind of started out like that. Like if you wanted to go see a show, like you needed to go to Reseda, like you had to go see the show. Cause I, cause they did, they hadn't always been on high spots. They did DVDs, but it would be like, it'd be like when six, it came six, out. Yeah. Six to 12 months out from the DVD coming out. Like, I'm not saying that it's exactly that, but what I'm saying is, is that it's that kind of experience. Good atmosphere. Good like atmosphere. just good wrestling. Yes. It's, it's a fun show. Um, and you should just go check them out there. What city are they in? Uh, Crossville, Tennessee. Um, it's about an hour and a half drive from Nashville. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a local indie show, but they have a, like Brett Eisen is their, their heavyweight champion. You know what I'm you, saying? You, like, you're like, going to go see Brett. Uh, granted, I'm very biased, but, but like you, you're dealing with people like Brett Eisen, like Alex Zane used to go through there, you know, Adam Priest is there tonight. So they get bigger, they get big names to come in and wrestle. And it's just, it's an interesting show. Um, but yeah, shout out to those guys. Thank you so much, Caleb. Thank you so much, Resolute Wrestling. Thank you, Mose. Thank you, Ison. I can't tell you all of you enough how much I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the that's the only <laughs> um, um, live wrestling I've been to in a few weeks. <laughs> but it felt good though. It did feel good. It felt good to be in front of a crowd. It felt good to be in front of a crowd and uh, getting to do like the old babyface thing where like I'm like. I'm like, how are we doing Crossville? And they gave me something, and I was like, no, Crossville, I need more. How are we feeling, Crossville? And then they got louder, and I was like, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was fun. Um, we had a good time putting together some matches with the local guys. Uh, it was it was just a good time. Like, uh, uh, a lot of fun wrestling, a lot of, lot, of, uh, lot of fun fan interactions. It was just a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. We've been going like 90 minutes. I feel like it's time to maybe wrap this up. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm having gotta, a good time. Yeah, like, but, but I mean, but we also got to order some pizza and we also got to watch, watch some wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tonight is uh, we're gonna watch some Rampage and watch some Andrade versus Pac. Pac. Fuck and then, yeah. And then oh wait, that's not till next week. We don't get uh, uh, Suzuki Cole's. Goon. Well, we get Suzuki Goon next week. Oh shit! And we also get Adam Cole's first match on Dynamite. For real? Yeah, like they, they we are. He said, remember, he said uh, he said my first match will be next week on Dynamite. Hell yeah! So next week's Dynamite's gonna be great. And just fucking wrestling so good. Oh, let me touch on one more thing. Hey, I know that it's been a while since we've done one of these, and I don't want to set a precedent that I don't feel like we can keep. The intention now is is for us to try to release weekly. I think we both need it. Yeah. Um. Something. Something scheduled. Uh, at at least once a week it would be great i think we're both just in like a mental health part of our (laughs) lives where it's like this is having a little weekly something something is good um my mental health has been hey we're just gonna keep talking for a minute it's been dog shit yep like absolute dog shit uh (laughs) exact same energy it is like suicidal thoughts on the rise and all that shit. Like, yeah. I know that's not fun to say, Yeah. but then like the Daphne thing happened and that yep. fucked me up. Um, yep. so I started seeing a therapist again. Yeah. 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 And I, I had like a, a therapist at an office that I had been seeing. Right. I quit seeing her. She couldn't get me back in. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and they've been uh, promoting the better help website. Yeah. 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 Or the, the app that you can yes. get a, a therapist i had seen this lady twice and i called her yesterday for my third appointment uh-huh. uh the video app part wouldn't work so we were just on the phone <laughs> oh no 15 minutes in, we only have a 30 minute session mind uh-huh. you. 15 minutes in she goes oh i remember who you are i'm like Bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're halfway through this fucking session. You just now remember who I am? Like, what did you, what does your note say? Like, <laughs> sad boy? And you're just like, you wrote that for all of us? Jesus. She goes, oh, you're the one with the facial hair. <laughs> what? Cause, well, because I, uh, I currently have Kenny Omega's facial hair. Right. Because uh, anxiety, you, you know, I, if you saw the movie Young Adult with Charlize Theron, <laughs> she plucks a bald patch in her head. I do that with my beard. Right. My facial hair looked ridiculous, so I had to shave it and yeah. give myself the limmy. Uh, <laughs> See, and I thought it was all out of solidarity for the fact that I had to do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but just... When you hear your therapist partway, like halfway through a fucking... Oh, I remember you. (laughs) Like, why say that out loud? Yeah, yeah. you could have kept that to herself and and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. This is the worst way, like, to be like, you know what? If you're having problems, get therapy. But I'm like, yeah, I got therapy. She doesn't fucking know who I am. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Man. Yeah, man. I don't know that she should have a license. Well, I don't know how good BetterHelp is or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I used to offer code Doughboys. Oh, Jesus Jesus Christ. Yeah. Save 10% of my first month. (laughs) So uh, I think that uh, uh, I haven't haven't entered therapy completely yet. I've had conversations about entering therapy with like people on the phone. I haven't got in yet. I'll be honest. I'm mostly using, like, I'll be honest, I'm using friends and family right now as therapy. I'm telling them how I feel. Um, and I understand that uh, that isn't necessarily the healthiest way. 
to go about it. But once you get a therapist, it becomes real. Yeah. And I unless they don't know who you are. Right, right. Well, <laughs> right. But but it was real to you before. It's still real to me, damn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she made it very much not real. Um uh but once I get a therapist, it becomes real. So that's been my big struggle. And I'm not sitting here saying that that like I'm I recognize that and I know that I need to follow through. And so one of the things, one of the ideas I've kind of been coming up against is, is do I want to just go straight to like Vanderbilt and talk to like one of their kids that needs like know, a practice, like somebody who's doing, yeah, 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 exactly. Because then it's real to me, but like if they say, oh, I remember you, I don't know if I feel that bad because they're, they they're, just need the clinical hours. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I want, like, it's the same as getting a haircut from, like, the beauty school. <laughs> like, that's how I, like. And there's the, no shame in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> I'm treating my mental health like I would treat a bad haircut. I don't know how comfortable I am now that I've worked that out of my head with what I'm saying. <laughs> So yeah, we we <laughs> mental health over here has not been great, everyone. <laughs> you just need to watch some wrestling, talk it out. It'll yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we were uh, today earlier. We were talking about the things that we watch when we are kind of having mental health struggles, and like I was talking about my the fact that I watch nail painting compilations. <laughs> like that's one of the things that I watch when I'm uh, when I'm struggling mentally. Uh, one of the other things is watching guys fix cars from a from a junkyard to try to make it to try to make them run and i don't give a fuck about cars like i care about cars but i like i care about well well working cars i don't really give a shit about like i told you earlier they'll talk about distributor caps i know what it is because i know the word because it's been said in my face both of those bunch. words pro yeah, yeah those yeah, words i make process sense. those words i still have no idea what a distributor <laughs> cap does for an engine <laughs> This is see. I want to hear what you guys watch when you get sad because I know what heater watches. For me, I just was telling him there's this. I'm not a fan of Disney. I don't. I don't even like the Marvel movies really. But uh, there's this fucking YouTuber Tim Tracker. He'll walk around Disney all day and just look at things that, and he'll tell me how neat it is. And I need that at night. Right. So it's a nice little, him giving me a bedtime story. <laughs> nice little serotonin bump before you go to sleep. <laughs> like, no joke. If I went to Disney World, ran into this Tim Tracker guy, I'd come in my pants. Like, <laughs> like you are just as famous as Nick Gage to me. <laughs> right, right. That's the beauty of the fucking internet, though, isn't it? <laughs> But yeah, so so we are nice boys who like deathmatch wrestling. We are also nice boys who like new girl. We are nice boys who like regular wrestling at times. We like old WCW like hilarious gimmicks. But we're also nice boys who also love mental health. And if you need help, talk to someone because I feel like this is important. This is an important part of mental health is is telling other people, hey, I'm struggling right now. And uh, we are two full-grown adult men who had a serious conversation where we had some laughs talking about our mental health and about how it's not good. Um, um, I do deathmatch wrestling, people. I, do, I, I have light tubes smashed over my head. 
and I can sit here and tell you that right now I'm not okay. Um, it doesn't make you any less weak. Talk about your mental health. It's okay. Um, and if you need help, get help. And I'm going to take my own advice and I'm going to sign up for fucking some therapist talk. And so by next week, I'll be able to tell you about my first therapist visit. <laughs> I will say the first one, uh, at least through this better help, very disappointing. Oh no. Uh, she sat down and filled out a form with me for a half hour. Hell that yeah. was our whole session. Got to pay $65. Fuck yeah. <laughs> In this form that we filled out, all the questions I answered, I had to answer to join the app. Oh, fuck. For real? So it seemed like... So you had to do it twice. I had to do it twice. And, but once I got to pay for it. Oh, that's and you fucking know what? rude. Don't let that fucking discourage you. I just want to give you the heads up. Right. There's going to be a little bullshit along the way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. already like... Yeah trudging through this quicksand right now shit's not gonna be perfect (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna go in for one session and feel better it's but yeah just fucking talk about your mental health it's okay ain't nobody fucking do it like the only thing the only way to get better is to fucking work on it that's it that's the only way you get better you it's not just gonna magically go away we all know that if you struggle with depression you know it doesn't magically go away that's it. I'm sorry. It got real heavy right there at the end. We it, needed that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody needed to hear. It. They need to know what we're going on. This is, <laughs> this is why this podcast exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This podcast essentially, until we say otherwise, is to help with both of our mental health. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, I do want to. I want to plug one thing. Go. Uh, one of my top five favorite musicians ever just uh-huh. released an album today. Okay. Uh, Colleen Green. She hadn't released an album in like five years. And she released an album today called Cool, and it's very fucking good. And you should buy that album so that we can listen to more Colleen Green Is that albums. what we were listening to on the way over? It was, in the okay. car, yeah. Okay, all right. We were talking a lot, but I could still, I, I could I could hear the smooth jams. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's great. Uh, maybe, man, no, I'll save this for next time. Okay. But yeah, I had to go to her house once and it was very awkward. Oh, because so I, I cannot wait for next week yeah, so we'll, we can tell that story. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> I am at Gartet on all social medias. I am at Hardway Heater on all social medias. And uh, we will see you next week. Kisses. Kisses. <laughs>